Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam, and it is Thursday, November 8th. Couple days closer to this trip up to Sparty for the Buckeyes, and we brought we're bringing on a special guest. That's guy, right, guy we've had on the program before, Austin Ward from Letterman Row covers the Buckeyes like nobody else. Austin, what's up, man? <laughs> How's it going, guys? Good to be with you again. Good to be with you, man. Thanks for hopping on with us. And uh, I think what I want to get into real quick because you were one of the guys I got to sit down with Urban, um, you know. Yeah. And talk about the health stuff. Not that we need to spend a ton of time on it, but just your biggest takeaway from that, maybe a vibe you felt from him uh, as far as, because I think so many Buckeye fans now are worried about what's coming in 2019, but what did you take away? What was your biggest takeaway, Austin? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was kind of a surreal uh, day. You know, I've tried to, you know, put it in words on Letterman Row and talk to, you know, you guys off the air or on the radio shows or whatever. It's It's been kind of hard to, process it because um the guy is in pain and i think everybody could see it uh it wasn't really well hidden you know with him going down against indiana or in a couple other games press conferences grabbing the head but it's you don't really you know know the severity only only a person that is going through some sort of illness or ailment knows exactly how much pain they're in you know it's um and to hear him describe it when he has tried so hard for so many years to say that he's fine and don't worry about him. And he doesn't want to show any signs of weakness, you know, for him to finally um, be willing to open up about it and, and talk to a couple people that cover the team uh, about, you know, the day-to-day difficulties that, you know, blowing a whistle is something that can, you know, trigger pain in his brain. I mean, that's like, that makes you take a step back, you know, especially when there's all this other speculation about, you know, friction with the with Gene Smith or, you know, the suspension and Zach Smith situation, all that stuff. I mean, if Urban looks like he's in pain, it's because he is. And so, um, you know, that really changed some things from the way that I look at this season, the way I look at the future for Urban Meyer. Um, there were, you know, there were long conversations, stuff that, you know, n- none of us, Doug Maurice, uh, Tim May or I, you know, Thor Benowitz could talk about, you know, sort of off the record discussions and just seeing the way, you know, he has to get through practices. Um, I mean, I, I used to think there was no chance that he would ever, um, you know, want to walk away or, or need to walk away, any of that stuff, uh, you know, from Ohio State until it was the very end. But this is a situation that he may not be able to control. And that was kind of – that's eye-opening to me uh, because – First and foremost, you have to remember that this is still a human being. He's not just, um, you know, uh, a robot that leads this million-dollar program and competes for national championships. He's he's a grandfather. He's a, a father. He's all these other things, and it's a serious health matter. And sometimes that's going to have to trump the competitor, that robotic competitor that is inside him. Um, and it's it's tough, man. I just I could talk about it probably for hours and not get to the actual real point, but I just. It, it was really uh, incredible, bizarre, sad, so many emotions. It was hard to process it. And I I do think, I know that you guys, you know, what that's what you're asking. I, I think that the end is going to have to come pretty soon, and it's not going to be because he wants it to be or because Ohio State uh, is, you know, worried about uh, friction or any of that stuff. This is purely about his health, and I think 
he's going to fight that as much as he can, that he wants to keep coaching and stay around forever, but sometimes the decision is just not yours to make. Austin Ward of Letterman Road joining us here on the Lockdown Buckeyes podcast. Austin, um, you know, what you just laid out for there or what you just laid out there for us, I think is, um, you know, incredibly detailed and, you know, has some definite serious undertones to it. But, you know, when you look at this coaching staff and you look at these players, I mean, you know, I'm sure it would be hard for guys who have been in the program for three, four, five years now to just see probably those changes happen over time from, you know, stepping on campus as a freshman or if you've been around, you know, Coach Urban Meyer as a long time as a coach, seeing those changes happen uh, over time. So, you know, how do you think that you can – how do you think that the players and the coaches have responded to that seeing maybe that degradation over time of of his health yeah I mean that's a great point Beamer because I think that you know it wasn't until maybe three or four weeks ago he came in on I think a Wednesday night Urban did and he just I looked up at him and I was like oh man he looks he looks old um he doesn't look right and it it sneaks up on you and I think that that's part of the reason that maybe you know everyone says he's the same old coach out there uh, you know, when, whether that's the Buckeyes or the rest of the coaching staff, it's still Urban Meyer. You know, he's still carrying that weight. He's still doing the same stuff that he's always done. Well, you know, those are things that you, you know, all of us, I've written his name probably half a million times over the last seven years. And it's like, you know, you don't, you, and so those guys see him even more than I do, obviously, every day at practice in the in the meetings. You know, if you don't take a step back and look at it, you get so close, you're not going to really notice that stuff as it changes over time, you know, and there are bits and pieces that you pick up from urban where he's, you know, he's having to take a look at that self-evaluation and it's going to be harder for him than anybody else. But if you're asking him and he's honest and say, well, if you can't uh, blow a whistle, if you can't, if you're not supposed to raise your voice on the practice field, and this has been the case now since 2014, those were the doctor's orders uh, before when he had that last brain surgery in 2014 I mean, that's a big part of who he is. He's one of the most intense guys in the history of college football. And, and he's having to sit there and say, well, I mean, I, I am not the same coach and it would be, you know, impossible for him to still be that based on the the limitations that he has to deal with. So, you know, I don't think that it means he's uh, lost the ability to lead the program because I, I think there is a very good case to be made that it's as healthy as it's ever been, but that's, you know, that's part of, I think the, you know, it's not in, it's not falling into disrepair because urban's health is not what it used to be. It's still very strong, very robust real life Wednesdays recruiting. I mean, I can run down that list that they can still pitch to recruits, but yeah, I mean, it's at some point when your health is failing and you, you may have to get to a point where you need a serious surgery, uh, if that's if the choice, if, and I think that's what it would take. That's my understanding is that there's another surgery that would have to be on the table, and I don't know if you, I don't know what his decision would be in that regard. I can't speak to it, but um, it, it's it's a big deal, and uh, at some point those small things may may add up. But I also don't think that that means that they've fallen so bad that uh, uh, the roof is caving in at the Woody. Like that's kind of been my my thing over the last couple of weeks is that everybody pointing to the issues and all this stuff and looking for an answer. Like at the end of the day, I still come back and, and I see an eight and one team that could win the big 10. And I'm like, I don't know how bad is it really? But when it comes to the health, that is obviously a different matter. And that's, that is more serious. And, and those problems are ones that, 
you know, may not have an easier solution. Yeah, no, those are all great points. We'll take a quick break here, come back here in a second, and we'll get Austin's take on uh, the game that's about to happen at noon in East Lansing. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. All right, so Austin, I think the big thing, the biggest takeaway from the Nebraska game last week at home was we knew that they were going to emphasize the run. We heard it in practice. You talked to the coaches, some Mm -hmm. of the players, and all the red zone offense and the running game was definitely going to be a point of emphasis, and they did a good job of that. But to me, Nebraska has been a defense that a lot of teams have pushed around um, this year. So now you're talking about going up in the East Lansing against D'Antonio, the number one rush defense in the entire country where are you at right now with this run game? Are you encouraged at all? Or are you very skeptical about what's to come on Saturday because of how good this defense is for uh, Michigan state? I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of in the middle. It's, um, I, I didn't think that they were, Ohio state was amazing last week with the rushing attack against Nebraska. I mean, clearly that was the emphasis. And part of me thinks that it's unnecessary for Ohio state to, spend so much time on it if it's going to come at the expense of Dwayne Haskins and the passing attack, which is um, when you look at this team, that's really where they are at their best and um, how they became a top five total offense in the country is because you have a quarterback who can throw for 400 yards and make it look really easy. uh, And one of the deepest receiving cores in the country, Uh, you know, I get it. You know, they had something that blew up in their face. They couldn't score in the red zone against Purdue. They wind up getting blown out. You look at a lot of the other things that they did in that game defensively, even uh, including those silver bullets, they did enough, you know, where if you cash in those chances that you have in the red zone, game would have looked very different in Ohio State. We wouldn't be talking about even a one-loss team in my mind. But it happened, just like Mike Weber fumbled two times last week, and that kept him from continuing what I thought was a really good game for him where he could have, you know, made a case that I keep saying that I think he's the more talented of the two backs and, it seems like it's a real 50-50 divisive argument with the fan base, and, and maybe you don't need a solution. But anyway, I think that, that you know, when you put it on the ground, that's, that's going to cause a, a little bit of pause in um, the progress, too. We ha- you have to factor that into the grade. You know, J.K. Dobbins, that offensive line, they all came to play. The coaching staff, I think, deserves a lot of credit for putting in new wrinkles. You see, you see Wyatt Davis come out of the off date, and he's lining up at tight end, and you put – extra tight ends in the backfield and Dwayne Haskins is in the pistol with J.K. Dobbins lined up deep. I mean, they clearly wanted to get something done and they did. But to your point, is that going to happen against Michigan State? I mean, I, that's, I think that's one reason why you saw so many of those different looks and so much emphasis on getting it done last week is they, they know that they have to pack a running game and some toughness to go win in the cold on the road against Mark D'Antonio and his wizardry. So, Um, you know, you don't get to, you don't get to automatically say that things are fixed just because they played Nebraska. But I also think that there were a lot of signs of progress that say, um, it it can happen, but they're also, you know, they're also going to put stress on them passing and we'll see if Michigan state has solutions for Paris Campbell and KJ Hill and Benjamin Victor and Johnny Dixon and and so on and so forth. I mean, that's, that's going to be a big part of the equation for them too. Now, uh, last time, Dwayne Haskins went up and, and crossed over that border into Michigan, and it was really cold. He performed pretty well, so we'll see how that 
that shakes out this time. Yeah, that guy was an absolute savage last year when he was dropped into uh, the Michigan game. We know his story. JT Barrett goes out. He does everything they need to do uh, to win that game. But, Austin, flipping to the other side of the ball here, uh, a guy who I thought really played well last week. If you had two eyeballs in any sort of brain, you saw Brendan White get onto the field, (laughs) and you saw him dominate that game. I mean, I still think it's a big concern that Ohio State safety – uh, is was leading the team in tackles, but that's a guy who stepped up. He's been in the program. Uh, he knows what to do. You even heard Urban talk about it in his press conference. Like that week was coming for him. Uh, so he's listed uh, as a, I guess, co-starter with Sean Wade this week. Sean Wade and Brendan White uh, listed as free safety. We know Jordan Fuller's going to be back in the game as a strong safety. What do you expect out of Brendan White this week? Because I think that's a guy who could have bring a lot of uh, just energy into, into that team. Yeah, I mean, you talk about guys with two eyeballs. I think that's why there have been so many questions this week. Like, the coaching staff gets to see it every day, and it's like, how did this take until the ninth game of the season and an ejection and an injury until Brendan White even gets a chance? Like, you know, I don't – he was never getting any meaningful reps with the first team back in September when there were real problems there, and it was what's going to happen with Jocelyn Went and Isaiah Pryor. Like, try somebody else right at some point and that's I think there were a bunch of questions about that I thought what you saw from Brendan White was a guy who wasn't thinking too much um, you know we we broke this down if your listeners uh, also spent some time at Letterman Row watching our Buckeye cues at former Ohio State linebacker Zach Boren looking at Brendan White it's like this guy was making a read and then firing away yeah. and, and you know coming down to the line of scrimmage and attacking to go make a tackle like he he was aggressive. Uh, he he wasn't you know worried about trying to do the wrong thing or take the wrong step. It seemed he he knew his responsibility and he executed it. Um, you know my my colleague uh, Jeremy Birmingham has tried to make a link between the fact that he's a, a local kid and uh, a legacy for the Ohio State program and that those guys are are willing to give more. You know I'm not going to make it into a recruiting argument, but that kid was clearly invested in making the most of his opportunity. And he talked about that after the game, you know, the tears in his eyes when he's out there uh, knowing the situation in a competitive game, in a big 10 game uh, playing against Nebraska and, and having a chance not just to go out in the fourth quarter, but to be a guy that was counted on. And you could see that he did not, you know, want to let anybody down, didn't want to let his dad down, didn't want to let a hundred thousand people in the horseshoe down. And he executed his job. And, and on top of that, he's pretty athletic and he's uh had a chance now to get comfortable at that safety position. I think that he needs to be the starting safety. Mm-hmm. And I think that Sean Wade is better in that nickel role and, and can play some, you know, cornerback and, and keep him back where he, his skill set might be a little better used. Um, you know, there's nothing that I saw last week that would convince me otherwise. Now the coaching staff, again, they, ha- they have the practice reps. They get to make their own decision. But if that guy goes out there and makes 13 tackles for you in the first time that he's ever had to play meaningful snaps, I mean, you should count your blessings that you found out now that you have a real answer. Yeah, no doubt, Austin. I, uh, before we get you out of here, man, I want to know uh, you're as big a crew fan as I know. Uh, you're <laughs> yeah. you know, at the games. They have a big game this weekend uh, up in New York. They're taking on the Red Bulls, the most su- successful team in MLS history uh, as far as points go. We know the crew won last week, uh, one nothing. They're heading to the away leg against Red Bulls this Sunday. Give me your prediction. What happens this weekend in New York? Yeah, I'm not I'm not confident in a in a scoreboard win, but I am feeling pretty good about a series win. Yep. Uh, as long as Zach Steffen is around, I'm gonna <laughs> feel amazing. And look, I know you and I have actually talked about this before. I think on Twitter, like he's not gonna stay forever. Right. I know that. So I want to make the most of it as long as possible. 
Uh, he just gives you so much more confidence as a fan. Uh, that's the save in, in extra time on on Sunday was gross. One of the better ones I've ever seen. I you know I think I think Beamer. I, I think it's going to be two to one, and I think that the crew are going to you know thank the stars for Zach Stephen Stephen keeping that clean sheet at home. They can get one. Uh, and then, you know, scratch and claw and hold on for dear life, as we've seen before <laughs> in those two-legged series. And, and I'll take, hey, if, it, if that's what it winds up being 2-1, go through on the away goal, I will absolutely take it. All right, Austin, I promise this is the last one we'll let you go. So Beam and I yesterday <laughs> were talking about there's maybe some snow, maybe not a ton, but if you were to get snowed mm. in, no power. Don't you dare. Listen to Don't this. Don't you dare. You have, to let, <laughs> you have to tell us what would be the three snacks that you would have to have. Well, not even snacks, just food items that Austin Ward would have to have during a blizzard inside of his home. Oh, boy. How many do I get? Three. Oh, well, I, I'm like, I'm a crazy popcorn fiend, but I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pop that. Um, boy. Um, I'll allow it. I'll allow you being able to pop popcorn. Okay. Um, there's like these, uh, you know, Snyder's pretzel bites. Yep. That are That's exactly in, what like, I said. <laughs> yeah. The, and I don't even care really which flavor, um, but the, the coating on there are, oh, man. Honey mustard, so the good. buffalo, the ranch. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's My good man, eating. I was, I was just actually looking to see which one I still had just to make sure because now you guys have me worried that it's going to blizzard this weekend. Um, and, and so I love those. And, uh, I'm trying to think uh, combos. I, I guess Ooh, that, like, anything with pretzels. Okay. And then you get that that pizzeria pretzel yes. combo is yes. is off the charts. So I mean, because I'm a salty snack guy. Okay. Uh, my wife is probably gonna she'd be pissed if those were the only three we had. <laughs> she wants the sweet, but for me, that's I, I gotta have the salt loaded up. If and now I mean now I'm checking the forecast again. You guys did this to me. Oh Come on. no. That it's a possibility of some flurries, and we got you know we got into the conversation about the snacks that we would want. So no, Austin, thanks so much for hopping on, man. Go follow him on Twitter at a war sports uh, covers Ohio State football for Letterman Row. Thanks so much, man, and I'm sure we'll we'll have you on again soon. All right, you got it, guys. All right, thanks, thanks Austin. Austin. Go crew, bud. Yep, you go crew. All right, that was Austin Ward from Letterman Row. Before we take a quick break here, I want to let you know about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. $30 a month gets you ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love only better. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. We're going to come back and talk about that hoop team from last How about night. that, How about baby? Down there, ball. And we'll be back in a second to talk about that. You are Locked On Buckeyes, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Chris Holtman. Dog. Man. How about that, dude? Yeah. How about this dude? I know, man. Going into Cincinnati. They're opening up their new arena. It's sold out wall to wall. You got Kenya Martin in there sitting courtside. You got Big Daddy Paul Keels, Ron Stokes, Matt Andrews. Reopening that building. Keels opened the original Fifth Third Arena. That was incredible to watch last night. And I think the biggest thing that I took away, Beam, was defensively, they're going to be some dogs. Yeah. They're going to be some dogs. And we saw that last year. Even with Kata here, Jay Sean, all those guys, Chris Holtman has drilled into this team. You're not playing unless you play defense. And, look, the guy that I was looking forward to seeing perform, Luther Muhammad, man, he stepped up and played in a big way. 
And you talk about dog. He's got that in him. He's from Jersey. He was out there chirping. Sure. I can't remember who hit a three on him, but remember he came right back down, hit a three right in, right in his ball. face, and let him know about yeah. it that I'm here. I'm not scared. Got because the tea, I'm... but hey, who cares? Exactly. It's a heated game. It's an instant game. It. I'm all I for it, it, man. And this is exactly what yep. we talked about with the football team where – it's okay every once in a while to have that because yeah. you need a dude out there that's, right. that's got some dog, that's got some edge, and it's going to let them know we're not scared of this environment. We're not scared of you. And I was just really impressed with what I saw yesterday. I know it got tight late, but, man, for the most part of that game, they were handling them, especially going into halftime. Uh, I'm really encouraged about what we're going to see from this team this year. Yeah, I am too. I was surprised that Ohio State went in there and kind of took Cincinnati's game that they're so used to, like nitty-gritty in the defense yes. event. We're going to attack you on the boards. I thought Ohio State was going to be the more finesse team. I thought you would have seen, you know, more jump shots, pick and rolls, everything like that. Uh, Three-point shots. We know that was a big emphasis for Chris Holtman this offseason was going to be the three-point shot. But Ohio State got in there, Maddie. Uh, Andre Wesson had a great game, yes, I thought. He did. Uh, yes, picked he up did. some early fouls on that. Caleb Wesson, I thought, had a very good game. Kyle Young looks like he could be an that? absolute guy, a stud for this program yeah. this year. And like you said, Luther Muhammad, big-time player, uh, stepped up in a big-time game. It got close at the end. Yep. But you knew that was coming, man. Basketball is a game of runs you knew that Cincinnati was going to make a run at that thing Ohio State did what they needed to do at the end of the end of the game they come out there victors and I just uh I I can't be more impressed with Ohio State they beat Cincinnati at Cincinnati's own game defensively and getting on the glass oh man uh so yeah it was good you know I can't wait for next season when those Bearcats come rolling up here to Value City Arena and the shot bring them on bring them on especially because next year you're going to have NBA caliber players playing on your team with the freshman class Carton those guys coming in you talk about that mix of Washington, Muhammad, maybe Caleb Wesson again for another year. Jadon Ladee, we'll Jaydon see what happens Ledee. with him. Yep. Man, on the wing, they are going to be nasty to deal with. But no, I'm glad you brought up Kyle Young because uh, he was the dude um, to me that really, really made things go. Because remember, Caleb last night got in early foul trouble. He sure. had to sit down for a very long time. And that to me is another, uh, should be another pat on the back for this coaching staff because you remember how it was with that and that staff the last couple of years. I think the biggest thing being, being a lot of people had a problem with was the lack of player development. And what you saw from Kyle Young last night was he was a better player than he was the last time we saw him a year ago. So, no, uh, I think all Buckeye fans should be very encouraged what you saw from this hoop team. Now, they may not be able to score a lot this year, but defensively they're going to dig in and get underneath your jersey. Yeah, absolutely they are. This is a team I think that is like a chameleon. I think they can win in a bunch of different ways. I think they can win in a shootout. Last night's game wasn't um, indicative, indicative of that. But at the same time, this is a team that can lock down defensively. They can play free flow. They can play a transitional game. It's Chris Holtman and his staff have done a phenomenal job Man. of turning these guys into great players. Uh, so I'm excited for the Ohio State basketball team this season. I know that they were picked by experts to finish eighth in the Big Ten. If that's the eighth best team in the Big Ten, then you're out of your damn mind. This is a tournament Man. team, no doubt. These guys are hungry. They're crazy. Holtman and his staff have done such a good job. Uh, but, yeah, I think Ohio State is destined for a tournament run this season. But if you want to see the Buckeyes play, Maddie, oh, yeah, you can go to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seat to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. Vivid Seats offers great prices and an easy purchasing experience. Go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, enter promo code Locked On to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. And remember, Remember, all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by 100% buyer guarantee. So you want to go check out this Ohio State Hoops team. Do it before they get in the top 25 because you know those ticket prices are going to store. Go to Vivid Seats and check our guys out there, Matty. All right. Before we get out of here, we got like one more minute. I want to get into this with you. Chili. 
beans? No beans. I can do both. I prefer a beanless chili, though. Thank you. I prefer. I, listen, I can do them both. All I right? can't. No, no I beans. I can't. I can't do the mushiness. When you go to Skyline, what do you? No beans in your no chili. No beans. No. I, like I a four-way. No beans. No Get beans. them out of here. Just give me the chili. Onions. Straight. Up. Plenty of onions, right. please. I love me some onions. But I'm, I'm glad you're with me because I was having this debate last night. And I was just like, I don't understand it. I, I, the beans, they don't do anything for me. Yeah, I I'm think beans, you. if you could wipe out beans from the earth, I'd be good with it. Hey, man. I like baked beans. But any other those pinto beans. Those are beans. beans. I know. But I, every once in a while, I'll eat those. But if you could tell me right now I had to not eat beans the rest of my life. You'd I'm be good. fine? I'm good. You'd be fine with it? So you're good with beanless chili. I'm good with beanless chili. I like beans, though. Yeah, right. I, I like, like beans. I so like when, a bean. When you like, do chipotle, do you do? Beans? I don't do beans on my chipotle. But what do you do beans with? Um, Mexican stuff, like. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Like a like a refried bean no. on the side of a burrito like with some cheese in there. Plate. Doesn't matter, man. It's delicious. <laughs> Give me all it's the beans delicious. you got. I can do a beanless chili though. <laughs> all right, we got to get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow to break down Sparty, um, Ohio State college football picks. It's Friday tomorrow, football Friday. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. We out of here.